I'm going to do that once more because I hit my microphone when I did it. Yeah, you don't I have to that. do it again, though. Mark. Can I still? G-Money. All right, good. <laughs> it, just felt, it just felt wrong for me to let you go and be the last person before we started rolling, so. That's fair. So, I have two things to talk about. Would you Oof. like the first thing first or the second thing first? I think we're kind of wild young men, so let's go with the second thing first. Okay. So, uh, the second thing's less exciting, so it's good that you chose that Shoot. one. Okay. Oh, maybe that's good. Okay, whatever. So, I finally got new tires on my car. Oh, I have... Has How? this been a thing that you've like thought about at all? Because I didn't really think about it for a long time until I went to the dealership last September and they said, hey, your tires are not looking good. And then I just kind of said, yep, okay. And I didn't really think about it for a long time until I finally got around to dealing with it. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing that I've thought about and like I feel like I should be fine for at least a little bit longer. So like we're just going to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Like... I haven't noticed anything obvious, and I feel like they last longer than how many miles I have in my car, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, the two things that did it in for me. Okay, three things. Thing number one was just, you know, I was informed of this last September, so it's been on my mind for a while now. Oh. Right? So it's been Mm -hmm. on my mind that, yeah, my tires are not in the best condition now for six months. So that was thing number one. Thing number two was, you know, I went to go get Aaron from San Francisco. And so that's like, you know, 14 hours of driving over the course of two days to go up mm-hmm. there and go back. And that's mm-hmm. just a lot on the car. And it just made me worried. And this weekend I had to go up there and back to drop her off. And so it was just on my mind the entire time that, you know, I, I knew that my tires were not in the best shape. And driving like that far, that fast, like just straight mm-hmm. through. It's just, just just puts a lot of stress on your tires and wouldn't have been an ideal time to like get a blowout or something. No time yeah. is an ideal time to get a blowout, but definitely not going like 80 on a two-lane freeway out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So that was thing number two. And thing number three was while Aaron was here, it, it has just been raining. Like it didn't rain today, I don't think. It's just been cloudy, but it rained for like three or four straight days. Very unusual. And our free mm. and just all of our roads and freeways are not set up for that. They're not set up to be very efficient at draining or just dealing with water. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it's never rained long enough. Like, it's never been an issue for me. But I went on the freeway to go... What was I doing? I think I was just picking up <laughs> dinner for us. And, you know, the speed limit's like 65. I got up to 50 miles an hour before my, start, before my car started skidding out. And, like, the, uh. alert, like, the alert was coming up on my car like warning me of that oh god and like everybody was going slow it's not like i was the only one having trouble but it's like this is real bad like i can just feel like i could feel my tires not taking taking care of the water very efficiently you know yeah you Uh, can just sense the the losing of traction and yeah like like when you uh i don't know if you've ever i'm sure you have like worn down just general sneakers for too long 
Yep. And you go and do something outside that you're used to being able to do. And then you just like eat dirt and you're like, I'm not uncoordinated. How'd that happen? And it's just, and you look at your shoes and you're like, oh, yep, that's why <laughs> there's, <Yeah. laughs> there's no, there's no texture on this rubber. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that whole driving or losing uh, traction on the freeway is kind of a big yikes. So, yeah. So this episode is brought to you by Discount Tire Co. Uh, <laughs> and Mark still being alive. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I guess every episode is brought to you by Mark still being alive. But... Yes, but that's a bit more, uh, that's less lucrative overall. If anything, my death would be more lucrative for a lot of people. Not for me. I don't know. You get all the stock in the <laughs> in comical start. <laughs> I didn't even know we had stock. No, we don't. It it would it would be just you taking over the finances until you decide to close it down. <laughs> yeah. So like the week, the next week we have to, or the next like month of payments due or whatever. Yeah, what? exactly. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I I, I went and luck. You know, I was, I just kind of went in with the mindset of like, yes, this is going to be expensive. I've I've put in so much money into just car related things it was so frustrating that you know okay now i'm adding a whole a whole bunch more to this car the stuff that i've been paying for my car for the past month or two mm-hmm. but this is the first tangible thing that i've received because the first was the whole thing with registration mm-hmm. which was just dumb i had to pay so much money for that and then i just recently what was it like a week and a half ago two weeks ago renewed my insurance Mm-hmm. So that was another thing, also very intangible. And I finally get something for yeah. the car itself. Finally got these dumb tires, but I got some like I got some actually decent ones, and it felt mm-hmm. I felt nice and comfortable driving away. <laughs> good, good, yes. good, good. <laughs> Fresh start. <laughs> All right, now for the first thing. Okay. I I went to CVS because right after getting my tires, because when Aaron left. She accidentally grabbed my toothpaste just kind of out of habit because normally she brings her own and we use the exact same toothpaste. Oh, and so that she, so she grabbed mine and then she told me about it when we got back. She was like, hey, remember to grab your toothpaste. And being a fool, I didn't grab it right when she said it. So I left without my toothpaste. So I had to go to CVS to get some more. Yeah. But that's not exciting. What is exciting. It didn't sound exciting. <laughs> is the additional thing that I found at CVS. Oh my god, you know, Choco Tacos? No, I knew that that was going to be your first guess. Not Choco Tacos. I'm not even sure if we've talked about this on the podcast. But is it's this something an that edible you know. item? Yes, it is something that you know that I was also looking for. I believed we went looking for it one day when Choco you visited. Choco Tacos? We never um, went looking. Yeah, we did. We did, we did. Bomb it, Pops? No, 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 no. It's not a cold food, is it? It is not a cold food. What the heck did we go looking for? I I so I so wanted to mention this to you that I like put it in my calendar as a thing to remind myself to say to you. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, oh, I'm gonna feel like such a bad friend when I don't remember this. No, it's okay. I I didn't expect you to, and I've given you no hints. So, give me a hint. You have given me hints. It comes in it's a food. It comes in a small box. That yeah, that's a terrible hint. Um. Fine. A it's, small box. Fine. I'll give you a very direct hint. 
It is a type of candy. Toblerone? I don't freaking know. <laughs> I don't know what we've talked about. This. I don't know what kind of... Oh! oh! What is it? Oh! What is it? It's Bunch of Crunch. It is Bunch of Crunch. After many a failed attempt, going to grocery stores, going to the movie theater yeah. candy area of various grocery stores, and seeing nothing but Milk Duds, Raisinets, and Mike and Ike's, and oh. all, always, it would always say... Most places, there, I'd see a slot for a bunch of crunch, and it would be empty every single time. Mm-hmm. And I went to CVS and was just perusing the candy aisle, as I want to do in a CVS. And lo and behold, I see boxes of movie theater candy, and I hold my breath, <laughs> unable to... I didn't even want to look. You know, I didn't want to look, uh, raise my hopes yet again. Oh my god. And on the b- very bottom shelf is one single box of Bunch of Crunch. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like it was meant to be. I mean, actually I was kind of bummed because there was a deal going on for all that candy. It was three oh, for no. three dollars. No! Or one forty nine each, so I just got my one box of Bunch of Crunch. So it was a little disappointing, but overall a net positive. Mm-hmm. Wowza. So that's what I had to share with you. That was a real roller coaster ride there. <laughs> I felt so, I felt so weird going to the checkout counter with two bottles of toothpaste and a box of bunch of crunch. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably better than two tubes of toothpaste, a box of bunch of crunch, and then like two other boxes of candy. <laughs> I don't think it would have changed the look that much. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That was a good one, Mark. Thanks. Oh, my other CVS-related thing. I remember now. This will be quick. I need to get a... this one as much of a humdinger as the last one? No, this is just more of an observation about our current situation. Oh, okay. I went to CVS to get a birthday card for my sister, and I realized how weird I felt. Because typically, when you go to get birthday cards... You think nothing of touching and picking up and looking at literally every single card because oh, it's always the last one that gosh. ends up being kind of funny. And I realized I'm, I'm about to start doing this and I'm like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. You know, like this doesn't yeah. feel like the right thing to be doing. So I like kind of looked close at a few cards and I think I ended up looking at three total and finally just decided on one and said, you know what? This isn't that funny, but it's fine. It's good enough. It's good enough for my sister. Close enough for jazz, as they might say. Exactly. It is. I can't. I can't take the time to optimize for humor. But yeah, it's just. It's just a weird situation. Nor I haven't been sh- just kind of generally shopping like that. You know, if I'm going to the grocery store, I know what I'm going to get, mm-hmm. and I just grab it. You know, yeah. I don't need to poke around like picking up things to look at them or anything. Mm-hmm. And and that. And getting like a birthday card, it's the only thing that I can think of that would still be open where you could do that. Mm-hmm. Where that's like a normal thing. Because it's not like my local Barnes and Noble is open, you know. I'm not going to go anywhere yeah. where I'm just going to go browsing around things and picking them up all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just kind of weird. Yeah. I had a interesting experience today with regards to our current situation as well. Ooh. Um, I was... So there was an establishment that was open that I was 
wanting to go to because they, they had some things I wanted to buy. Um, and they opened at noon today. They've changed their hours, so they're not normally they normally open earlier than that. But mm-hmm. I was going into work at one, and so I was like, "Yo, that's perfect. It's kind of near work, so I can go there like just after noon, and then get the stuff I need and head straight to work." And so I walk in at like twelve maybe like 1225 and there's a worker at the front door and they kind of stop me and they say, Hey, just so you know, like we're trying to keep the first hour for just elderly people and people Mm. with compromised immune systems. If you don't feel like you fit those, one of those two criteria, like we just ask that you like, please like come back another time. And it was such a weird experience. Cause like I had a mix of like, well, I'm disappointed because I'm, I'm not going to self-select to be in one of these groups because I am not in one of them. Um, And so like I came here and now I'm just going to leave without anything. But also like there's a part of me that was really happy. I'm like, Oh, I'm glad that a comp or like that a business is like taking that initiative or whatever of like, there's no one making them do that. And arguably it might kind of like hurt them overall. Cause I think they were turning away a lot of people who didn't know they were doing this. Yeah. Because like, I, they didn't even have a sign up outside and they had signs up about like their changed hours but like i was very much okay with it and i was kind of glad they were doing it it was nice to see i don't know yeah i think uh at least the one grocery store that i tend to go to is doing that which makes me think that the other ones are probably doing it as well but they at least have signs outside making it clear mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. they're also open more normal hours so it's like you know it's like eight to nine a.m is when that Mm-hmm. Um, you know, extra magic hour is, yeah, as it were. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that it's a good thing. Yeah. So, the problem is now is that the entirety of the hours they work, where they're not just for, um, like separating it out for at-risk individuals. Um, mm-hmm. the entirety of the rest of their hours, I'm working. So, trying yeah. to decide, like, I I want to now support this business even more because. Like, I think that's a good thing for them to do, and I haven't seen other businesses around me doing that. But mm. also, like, am I going to, like, take time off work or, like, come in late yeah. if I'm actually going to get things from this store? So, I don't know. We'll Fair. figure it out. But it was just a – it was an interesting experience. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. And then I saw, like, a lady going after me and clearly come out all pissed off um, as she was turned away. And mm. so – yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like people who get angry about that I I'm kind of almost surprised that they wouldn't just lie. Yeah. You know, it'd be like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I am immunocompromised." Yeah. Like but that's also like a, <laughs> like I know it's something that would be really easy to lie about, but just like maybe it's just my own like sense of morality or whatever like well, that's what i would I'm have saying, been so that uncomfortable in that situation lying about it yeah because you're a good person that's why you're fine with it and you think that it's a good thing that's why it surprises me that someone would get really up in arms but not take the obvious step well you i know i don't know if they were up in arms they could have just had rbf okay. but like okay. no nah, it's more fun to think of it as them being a caricature yeah Yes. Otherwise, it's no fun. Mm-hmm. It creates a much better narrative. Yes. Rather than, they were a wonderful person we're all about who just here. seemed to have a upset face. 
all about upset, that narrative, though. Resting upset face, as the kids say. Are you F boys? <laughs> uh, we'll get that trending. Yes. Are you are you rough today? <laughs> Does your face make it look like you're rough even though you're having a good day? <laughs> RRF. With our simple line of comical start essential oils, we can <laughs> Oh god, what are we becoming now? <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to be selling, like, male enhancement pills and BS like that. <laughs> Comical start vitality. <laughs> Keep your manhood strong while giggling away in the background. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, so for this week, Mark brought uh, Dark Side of the Horse by Samson. Um, oh, and he is challenging me. Here we go. <laughs> so, so this comic has three panels in it. They're on all, all in a line. And no, this is tear. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with this. I was trying to start in the middle and hoping it made it better, but I'm going to keep rolling with it and see if it makes even vague sense. The middle panel is kind of falling down and almost folded in half, making some sort of a tunnel shape. In the first panel, we have the dark horse with a, a a golf club, and it looks like he had just hit a golf ball, and there's a dotted line showing the travel and speed of a moving golf ball that goes from his panel through the tunnel of panel number two and into panel number three where we see a golf ball speeding along good good recovery that turned out better than i thought it would have but i also had really low expectations for myself the second i saw this (laughs) um so a listener is just just look at the comic go to the website and hit the url or hit the link because let's be real yikes so are you golfing or anything? I don't know. I talked with someone today about golf, so that's a funny quinky dink. Quinky dink. What did you talk? Who were you talking about golf to? Uh, I have a coworker who used to like caddy, um, yeah. and like it, like it was like a like a high school age, college age type job that he had over summers and stuff. Um, and so he'd just like mention it in conversation casually, and then we kind of started giving him crap and making jokes about golf stereotypes. He's like, and he responded with, well, to be honest, pretty much any stereotype you can think of golfers, it's probably true. (laughs) Are you, are you a closet golfer, Mark? No, I, I have actually, that is a good question. Um, how often have you gone golfing in your life? (laughs) Like real golfing or mini golfing? We'll start with real golf. I have never been real golfing in my entire life. Interesting. Okay. I have never legally been on a golf course in my entire life that I remember. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I've been golfing. I mean, it's probably been less than 10 times. But like I had, like, you know, when I was growing up, our neighborhood was literally some people's backyards led into the local golf course. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went there with some friends at times. It's just, it was just like a nine hole par three course that we would go on. 
but that was, you know, enough for me. I wasn't very good, obviously, because I didn't play. Uh, but yeah, so I've gone golfing a few times, but not much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did want to talk about putt-putt golf, though, and your views mm. on putt-putt. Like, do you even find it fun or, you know, just kind of what you think about it? I think it seriously depends on the uh, company you have, as many activities do. Okay. I don't necessarily find the actual, like, activity to be extremely fun in and of itself, depending on the course, just because, like, I'm not a great golfer, and Mm -hmm. especially I'm not a great putter. So, like, it's a lot easier to be excited about something and have a great time when, like, you know you're doing a good job and, like, when you feel impressive. But, like, I'm the opposite of that when I go mini-golfing. And thus, mm-hmm. I think most of the enjoyment I come or I get out of it is from kind of the, the people that I'm going with. And just, like, spending the time with them and it being an activity that is both, like, yeah, we have an activity going on. But I'm also, like, spending time with someone and, like, hanging out and chilling or, like, getting to know them or whatever. Sure. How do you feel about it? Oh, I love I, it. I was going to say, I'm pretty <laughs> sure if we haven't talked about it on the podcast before, I thought you loved it. Yeah. Um, I like it both as just a game in its own right, but part of that is just because like, I, I like sports of any kind, any sort of mm-hmm. like athletic competition. I mean, there are some exceptions, but you know, for the most part, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. And, you know, I enjoy the competition if I'm with someone who wants to compete. But otherwise, yeah, like I, part of it is just that in general, anytime I go to a mini golf course, it's completely new to me. Like I don't, I don't think I've repeated a mini golf course other than maybe a couple times, Mm -hmm. Uh, just kind of by the nature of it. It's, you know, it's not something that I often go and do. But every once in a while, you know, like it's something that my dad and I would go do if like if there was one around, if we were somewhere, we would go just play the course, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just kind of a fun thing to do. And it's fun to see the creativity of people figuring yeah. out how to come up with weird ways to mess with you, um, whether that's the obstacles themselves or the design of like different ramps or hills or whatever. Like I just find it. Just like a really fun, quirky sort of a game. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's so non-standardized. Like every single place has its own little theme and way of doing things. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've just, I've just always enjoyed it. Like I'm not very good. You know, I, I, would, I would guess that I'm probably better than average. But, you know, average includes kids who putt-putt, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not a good putter. You know, I'll miss... Uh, ones that would be considered easy by anyone who has spent a reasonable amount of time on a golf course. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. You know, I, I still find it just just really interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, I, I've spent, I had a small little birthday celebration once, mini-golfing, when I was in middle school. Um, I remember... That's right. When I was a day camp leader, we got to do some uh, fun things. Uh, and so we ended up, we were, we did like, I did multiple day camps, like just outside of the cities. And so we did one in, where were we? 
Ah, uh, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember. Cottage Grove. Cottage Grove is where we were. So, not that far out of, like, you know, St. Paul or whatever. And we mm-hmm. ended up going to Mall of America one night. Just <laughs> for fun. And we played the uh, mini golf course there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just... I, I just find it fun, and I and I think that most people are like you, or they're either like me or like you. They're like me, like a lot of my friends, or people that I would go mini-golfing with, they're somewhat competitive. They enjoy that aspect of it, and otherwise, they are someone who is, like, definitely along for the ride. Like, it's an easygoing atmosphere, you know? Yeah. Like, it's light, it's light um, competition with... Typically, for most courses, a lot of sort of whimsy built into it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's designed to be novel and fun when you go. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It just it just plays right into my wheelhouse of mm-hmm. things that I enjoy. Yeah, hmm. I see that. I think for me, I tend to gravitate towards like the social aspect of it, just because like I. I'm not capable of doing both. I either have to like try to be competitive and get my fun out of like the thrill of having a chance of winning or something like that. Or I can be social. Like if I, if I'm socializing enough and putting as little or like as much focus into that as I need, like I'm not going to be focusing enough on what I'm actually doing to actually be like even vaguely successful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so yeah so uh, I'll ask this question then oh no do you prefer or would you prefer let's say you pick your your you know ideal group of people um, would you prefer mini golf or bowling mm, bowling well so okay. it's a group of people yeah yes definitely bowling hmm. okay um, yeah like they're both fun and there's things about mini golf that I definitely like, especially like the fact that it's very often outside. Um, yep. But for socializing, I feel like bowling is a bit, especially if it's people that I already know, bowling's yeah. a bit better because it leans more towards, I would say the social aspect rather than the, or I don't know, like there's definitely a more can, like it can be really competitive but i think i like bowling is because it's easier to do both mm-hmm. because like there's just a short especially if you're with a group of like four or more people there's a short stint of time where you're focusing to try to be the do the competitive thing or whatever um but then the rest of it is like very much like you can you can easily kind of separate and compartmentalize the two hmm. i Versus, totally disagree <laughs> what yeah yeah um, there, there's two, there's two reasons for this. One reason is that I'm much better and more invested in bowling than I am in putt-putt golf. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I'm actually good at bowling. I, I don't take it super seriously, but like there, there's something about bowling that like, especially just what it, 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 most groups that I go with, they don't understand that like when it's your turn, you should probably get up and bowl, you know? And that just like, I don't know why it just eternally frustrates me uh and with well i know why it frustrates you it's because like that's what you're supposed to do yeah exactly and with putt putt it's like 
you're all there at the same time. You're all in the same region, all taking quick turns, talking to each other. You're all like, it's you're talking about who's going to go when and stuff like, like the activity is a part of it. And you can still have conversations around it. But I, I find it much easier in that situation to like have a continuous flow between the activity as opposed with bowling. It's like you're in the conversation with someone and then you have to interrupt yourself go up for me because I care about bowling I'm much more focused when I go up and bowl and and there's like just a bigger separation like you're several feet away from a group of people contained around a table mm-hmm. versus with putt-putt I feel like people are typically just gonna like you know you all stand by the hole you all take your turns and then all you all are naturally spread out around the course and so talking throughout the whole thing feels more natural because everybody is sort of randomly dispersed as opposed to bowling where it's like i'm now going to leave this conversation for two minutes to be completely alone i would say probably take okay fine a minute it doesn't matter like one to two minutes because you know you bowl you have to wait for the whole thing to work get your ball back i think that it probably takes closer to two minutes okay and it doesn't matter for some like reasonably significant period of time where you're like completely isolated from everybody Mm -hmm. you know okay i don't know i just i think part of the disagreement here or the difference is that the you're the person that i hate at a bowling alley am i no i'm kidding (laughs) i don't think (laughs) i'm sure you'd i'm sure you'd be fine i think the thing for me is that one of my gripes with mini golf is that it feels like all of the social interaction is centered around the activity that you're doing. Cause yeah, you're spread out and you're all communicating, but you're communicating about like, it feels like the conversation never dips far past. Okay. Who's going next? Like who's taking the next shot? Like it's always there, but bowling is like, everyone gets like, okay, I know like it's very easy to follow whose turn it is and stuff like that. Maybe some people are bad at it, but like, there's not much communication about the actual activity going on. Yeah. I feel like. And so conversation can dip extremely far from the activity. And so I wouldn't like, say the extremely. Social- like, I agree that it can dip mm. further. You yeah, know. definitely further. Yeah, I think I think the other I mean, I, I, def- I agree with that. I think what I enjoy about mini golf more is that like it's always nice to do an activity where like you can do this thing and also talk and stuff but there has to be some sort of balance where like the activity is still there it's still happening you know like Mm -hmm. why go to a bowling alley if no one's going to pay attention to what's going on Mm -hmm. then you're just wasting money you might as well go to a bar then you know um well sometimes a bowling alley is cheaper (laughs) uh, it can be i suppose in either case um like with mini golf, I, again, this goes back to like why I like mini golfing. There's like, there's more that can happen. You are extremely limited in the outcomes of bowling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like someone gets a strike and maybe there's a couple positive people who congratulate you and then it just kind of gets weird and then everybody turns away from the bowling. It, like, I don't know. Like, it's not. It's weird? What? Why is it weird? <sighs> I don't know. I I find that like maybe you're just awkward. I I mean I am, but <laughs> I I just find that like if you're not focused on like the actual like bowling 
game that's going on. Like, if I go with my dad, we're competing against each other. We're focused on what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, when it's two people, you can take the time that you need to talk between. You can go bowl a frame. Whatever you need to do. The more people that you get, the harder it is to, like, strike that balance. Yeah. Um, and the bowling is just like a weird background thing that a lot of that some people don't really care about. They're just going to kind of go do it versus with mini golf. Again, this kind of goes back to just like why I like it. Like every course is different. It's very whimsical. Crazy stuff can happen. There's more opportunity for interesting things to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, That like because this is the thing. It's like uh, I, I don't know. I feel like it depends on what you want. Uh, again, this will go back to what you want to get out of it. Or like, yes, at bowling, you could theoretically have just a more general conversation versus in general, I feel like there's more opportunity for like the putt-putt golf to be an exp- a shared experience, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you, something that, I don't know, I find really interesting about the conversation we've been having is I feel like I'm the one arguing for like, oh, yeah, like yay social activity and this and that and like social activity is like what i'm defining as makes an activity good or whatever in this Mm -hmm. argument i think it's really interesting that like between us that's the position and the argument that i'm taking because i feel like with the majority of my other friends like i've had friends that have been like checking on me recently and they're like hey have you been getting like enough social activity and i'm like i haven't been talking to any people but like that's kind of been nice because like i'm not having to deal with social activity (laughs) Yeah. Versus like in this, I don't know, it's just a, a funny funny quirk of our dynamic and I, I don't know, it entertains me. Glad to hear it. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad you're glad that I'm entertained. <laughs> All right. Well, it'll be a long time before I go bowling or do putt-putt golf, so. <laughs> Same Z's. <laughs> oh, well. What's the highest you've ever bowled, Grant? Ooh. Does we bowling count? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, the highest I've ever bowled, I know I've never broken 200, but okay. I think I got like 180 something sometime. And nice. like, that's the highest by like 30 or 40 points. Sure. Um, nice. But yeah, uh, a thing that me and, uh, actually me and Matt, did this often um kind of throughout our time in i think college kind of when we were home for breaks or summers or whatever is we would go to a bowling alley on like a weeknight where they've got like oh like after 10 o'clock every like you can get unlimited games and shoes for like five to ten bucks and we would just go there and just bowl until they shut down at like 2 a.m or whatever mm-hmm and so, like, we would just, like, try to see how many points we could get before they shut down was kind of the goal. Nice. And I have bowled over a thousand points in that setting before. And Sweet. then I couldn't move my arm the next day. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you go to from zero to 60 in one evening. Yeah, no kidding. Very nice. Yeah. I gotta do that again sometime. That was fun. Well... Grant has brought Red and Rover by Brian Bassett. We have two dogs, a larger one and a smaller kind of 
a golden lab kind of or yellow lab looking one. They're just kind of chilling on some grass as a another dog uh, held on a leash is going by on the sidewalk. The uh, yellow lab uh, thinks to the other dog, <laughs> you must be Ruben, R-U-B-I-N, the new chihuahua in the neighborhood. And the uh, dog thinks back, it's Ruben, like the sandwich. And in the next frame, both dogs are... Both dogs on the grass are seen visualizing the Chihuahua as a sandwich on legs, and the larger dog thinks even better. While the yellow lab uh, then reconsiders, wait, sauerkraut gives me gas. (laughs) I'm fascinated by the fact that we both noticed very different things about this comic. I didn't even notice the different spellings of Ruben. Oh my god. <laughs> but maybe you noticed Did you notice the drool? I noticed the drool in the tennis ball. And maybe you noticed it. I well, I guess you noticed it but chose not to. Oh, like, I see. It. No, I'm kind of like I'm pretty far away from my monitor. I like in the first frame I clocked that there was something weird about the big dog's mouth, but I didn't notice the tennis ball dropping oh. in the in the next two frames. But I see that now. Another difference is I would have like very made a big point to mention that Ruben the dog is a teeny tiny dog compared to the other two. I mean, they said Chihuahua, so I figured that people could fill it in in their heads. (laughs) See, I guess that difference is just you being significantly more observant and logical than I am. That's okay. But I wonder how you would have said the word Chihuahua had you never seen it before. Oh God! Chiahunahua. <laughs> okay, Grant. I already know what you want to tell me about, so tell me about it. Well, like it's actually more of a segue into something else. But um, so yes, I I texted you asking you about my sauerkraut adventures because you knew that I was making sauerkraut. Yes, I um, think you may have given me a brief update a while ago. Yeah, and if I did give you a brief update, I think it was probably like I messed up some of it, but some of it was okay. I think that um, sounds about right, yeah. So I ate the stuff that at the time I thought was like just okay, and I just kind of like had the other stuff in the back of my fridge. Um, but then this week I got around to like, hey, I wonder if this is like actually good. And I think it just needed like more time to just like chill and for all the flavors to kind of come together and like kind of... Just needed more sour, less kraut. Ah, it it just needed more like, uh, more like a cohesive group and kind of community community feel to the to the flavors okay. rather than sure, kind sure, of sure. warring factions or whatever had been going on initially. Um, it didn't need so, to become more a bit more homogenous. Yeah, yeah. There, were, I think there was a bit of a truce that happened within the flavor profile, and and they really kind of came together to make a good strong community. And I had. I ate it all this week or this past week and it was freaking delicious. It was wonderful. Um, but the reason I brought up sauerkraut is because I had it along with caramelized onions, which I know I've talked about before, but mm-hmm. I freaking love caramelized onions and something like, I didn't know how much I loved them until like within the past year of like, Oh dang, caramelized onions are delicious. And like, it, it just had me thinking about like, what are they like? delicious things have i kind of like stumbled across that i didn't remember were so delicious but like now they're now there's something that like i keep in the fridge very 
frequently and just like I'll throw on random crap like this week I just like happened to have some leftover caramelized onions and I made like a a breakfast sandwich with some eggs and I was like yo this would be delicious I threw them on there and I was right it was delicious nice um and so I was wondering like do you have any suggestions of things you've had recently that like you didn't remember were so great until you had it and now you like eat it frequently hmm nothing that's like in in the spirit of what exactly you're saying okay but two things one thing's newer so meat and cheese and crackers that's like a newer thing for me Ooh, that's a good thing to have on hand too very much like i would never like throughout all of college that's not a thing i would have eaten um (laughs) like it wouldn't it would not have occurred to me Mm -hmm. and it's like a i go home for the holidays and there, my mom puts together a little, you know, charcuterie platter type thing for the guests or just for us or whatever, you know, and then I'll have some. But it just started sounding really good to me the past few weeks as just an easy snack that's somewhat nutritious to have on hand or even for like a light meal, you know, like, you know, my, my whole meal schedule is just a little wonky with things being so different. Um, like kind of just a little less activity overall. I'm still trying to sort that out. So like tonight, that's actually what I had was just some meat and cheese and crackers and some carrots. Um, Mm. so that Mm -hmm. I've had more of. Mm. And the other thing that's like more childhood based is graham crackers and peanut butter. Just a real, just a real go-to snack for me. That was oh I'm so glad I asked about this. Now I know what I'm getting next time I go grocery shopping. I'm getting some graham crackers because that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, I love them. Either that or saltines. Actually, growing up, I preferred saltines with peanut with, butter. With peanut butter. Yep. Oh, I got all the ingredients for that one here, so I'm gonna yeah. try that one out after we finish because I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really good. Um, but honey or uh, yeah, graham crackers are also quite good with that. So. Yeah, those are the main things. Yeah, other stuff has really just been things that growing up I really liked and I know are easy to make, but I've never actually made myself, mm-hmm. even though it'd be trivially easy. So I've been making spaghetti. <laughs> um, like I have, I got mm-hmm. a lots and lots of Italian sausage and some pasta sauce and some Ooh. spaghetti. I gotta have some Italian sausage. Ooh, yeah, so tasty. I'll just like cook up like a pound at a time and just leave it in the fridge and then take, you know, a small scoop of it, heat it up with sauce as I make the pasta. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's stupidly easy to make. I'm not trying to optimize it. I'm not a real spaghetti sauce, um, critic like my dad yeah. is. So I don't really care what I have and it's good. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's like, that's the best type of cooking though is when it's just like, you don't have to make it perfect, but even if, like, you're way off, it's still good. Yeah. Or even if you're, like, well, especially when you're a little off, it's still, like, really good. But, like, mm-hmm. there's no, like, bad point to it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's mainly been it. I just haven't been to the store for a bit yet. Um. So, there's not much that I have on hand. But, yeah, I uh, that's mainly been it. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm sure next week I'll have, next time I go to the store, some other thing will grab my eye. But until then, Mm -hmm. I'll have my peanut butter and graham crackers. Mm -hmm.